Well, shortly after last week's episode, uh, European markets began tanking, the stock market tanked, and pretty much every asset started tanking on uh, late Thursday night, early Friday morning, which means Bitcoin is on sale. Are you ready to stack those sats? This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. you sexy sat stackers and welcome to the bitcoin bulletin podcast today is wednesday august 24th 2022 and that means it is dca wednesday once again i find myself on the road i am in an undisclosed location somewhere out in the mountains of the western united states and i will continue to be on the road for the next few days hopefully i'll be in florida in a couple of days to see the uh, inaugural launch of NASA's new SLS heavy lift rocket for the Artemis 1 mission to the moon. And speaking to the moon, uh, let's get right into it with a look at Bitcoin's vital statistics. We currently find ourselves at a block height of 750,977. It is a little bit later in the evening than normal. Um, back to my old back to my old schedule whenever I find myself on the road, I'm usually squeaking this episode in. Uh, hopefully before midnight Eastern time. Uh, so we have a little over an hour or so to go to pull that off. Uh, but Bitcoin is currently ringing in at approximately 21,545 US dollars per Bitcoin or 4,641 sats per dollar. That is cheaper than we have seen Bitcoin in at least six or seven weeks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks. Uh, which means hopefully we'll be able to stack significantly more sats than we did last time uh, or the last month. Uh, right now, 4,641 sats. You can score 4,641 sats per cut buck. And if you value your wealth in shiny metal rocks, little round metal coins, it will cost you 12.3 ounces of gold to buy just one Bitcoin. And for those of you paying homage to Laszlo Hanyak, one Bitcoin will score you 1,291 Papa John's pizzas. Oil has gotten a little bit more expensive in Bitcoin terms and in U.S. dollar terms since we last spoke. Of course, there's a side note on that. You know, they've been draining the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve to try and force prices down a little bit. Uh, and ironically enough, they're scheduled to stop depleting our national stockpile on October 31st just a few days before the midterm elections. Weird. Nonetheless, oil has creeped back up. It will now cost you uh, 473,382 sats per barrel. One Bitcoin will score you 211.2 barrels of oil if you value your wealth in oil. And for those of you following the market capitalization of Bitcoin, Bitcoin's market cap is down as well. Obviously, with the price trending uh, lower, in the last several days, that has decreased Bitcoin's market cap, and it's currently sitting at $412.2 billion. That is about $34 billion less than last Wednesday. Uh, and as far as Bitcoin uh, 
declines in price go in U.S. dollar terms, uh, it's about uh, one or two thousand dollars a Bitcoin cheaper than it was last week, which is, you know, a very, a very small drop as far as uh, Bitcoin plunges are concerned. And in general, as you remember, I've been saying all along that since last June, Bitcoin's been basically trading in a twenty to twenty-four thousand dollar range, and at twenty-one thousand. Uh, 545, we're right smack dab in that range. We're just at the lower end of the range. And despite the fact I've only been announcing the price of Bitcoin on Wednesdays during our DCA uh, stacking episodes, it seems like the last several weeks, right after I record, you know, Bitcoin trends down over the weekend. And it's not unusual for it to trend down on the weekend because we still live in a mostly nine to five Monday through Friday world. And so when the mainstream markets are closed and the mainstream traders are at the golf course or at their beach homes, you know, there's less activity and that uh, less trading activity oftentimes corresponds to a decrease in price in U.S. dollar terms. Um, but then just while I'm thinking, well, we're going to stack a few more sats this episode, along comes Monday and Tuesday. And by the time Wednesday rolls around, we'd been purchasing pretty much in the $23,000 range. Well, the last three episodes in a row we purchased for 23. The one before that was 24,735, correction, 22,735. So that's almost 23,000. But you get the point. Um, Bitcoin really hasn't, um, well, if you look at it in, in terms of Wednesdays, it's, Bitcoin's been pretty steady in price. Uh, that's not exactly volatile at all. We're still in a very low volatility phase, uh, which could possibly be indicative of a bottom. Uh, only time will tell. I don't have a crystal ball, but, and again, also, as I mentioned, if this having cycle rhymes with the previous having cycle, uh, we still have another, another one final capitulation in store. Um, but if it rhymes with the cycle before that, then the bottom might possibly already be in. So we will only know after it's already happened and we've already started the next bull run, but either way, uh, Bitcoin is as cheap as you're ever going to find it as, um, they say the best time to have purchased Bitcoin was 10 years ago, but the second best time is right now. And especially right now, I mean, at $21,500, I mean, just a few months ago, people were having FOMO thinking, oh my God, I got to get back in before Bitcoin breaks 69000 You know, so if you were purchasing it in the $50,000 range, $22,000, $21,500 is quite a discount. And any way you slice it, after the next halving cycle, four years from now, uh, you're going to be looking back saying, "I wish I could, but I could have purchased Bitcoin cheaper than sixty-nine or seventy thousand dollars." Remember, as Adam Meister at TechBald always says, Bitcoin always returns to a new all-time high. And while history doesn't repeat, it does rhyme. And Bitcoin has been following those four-year cycles and rhyming probably more reliably than you know most things. So, zoom out. Notice that overall the the, 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 the chart still goes up and to the right and that we are in the middle between, between those having markets, those having bull runs. So uh, let's focus on accumulating stats. You shouldn't really be even looking at the price right now, but if you do look at the price, just do so to remind yourself in four years from now that I was sweating $21,500 thinking that might've been expensive and how silly you will feel when you're looking at a hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin and you're spending five times as much in us dollar terms to stack the same number of sats. But I digress. Where was I? We just spoke about the Bitcoin market cap. Um, looking at the mempool, I'm, I can log in remotely to my, uh, to my Bitcoin 
full node and my lightning node. And the little mempool explorer says that there's approximately two blocks where the transaction's pending uh, before the uh, before the mempool will clear. That might be a little biased because it's been over 20 minutes since the last block was found. So if you take the 10-minute transaction, the 10-minute block time average that Bitcoin should be averaging, and you divide that by two, well, the mempool would be clear. So uh, the mempool is relatively clear. And along those lines, fee estimators are saying that if you want to guarantee an on-chain transaction is included in the next block, they are recommending a seven sat per byte fee to guarantee that you are included in the next mine block. That's less, well, that's a little more than half of what we were, what they were estimating last week when it was 12 sats to guarantee that you were in the next block. And the week before that, when it was 16 sats per byte to guarantee that you were in the next block. So, um, you know, there are, there is a lot less on-chain activity right now, and that also tends to correspond with a, a lower Bitcoin price. Remember the, the metric that I like to follow, if, if there's any metric out there that I put any credence in, and again, this is just my personal observation, it's that 24-hour transaction rate. And usually I like to see significantly above three transactions per second. Last Wednesday, it was only 2.95 transactions per second. Currently, it's 3.01 transactions per second, but that is the first time that I've seen that 24-hour average transaction rate above three transactions per second. And if you've been following this show, you know that um, in my personal experience, and again, I'm not a transaction analysis kind of guy, but it's just one thing that I've noticed throughout the last year of doing this show is that any time Bitcoin is under three, or really about 3.14 transactions per second, I like to say that 3.14, that pi is that magic number. Anytime transaction volume is lower than 3.14, or definitely when it's lower, than three transactions per second, uh, we've seen, uh, you know, Bitcoin's price tend to trend downward. And that makes sense. It's a supply and demand thing. The more people out there are trying to buy up the, you know, the existing supply of Bitcoin, the more demand for Bitcoin, the more likely price will be to run up. If there's nobody wanting to purchase and a lot of people wanting to sell, that tends to drive the price down. But I digress. Again, <laughs> To continue on with vital statistics, of course, we are approximately, well, we're a little more than halfway between Bitcoin mining difficulty adjustments. The last difficulty adjustment was a upward increase in difficulty of 0.6%, which was pretty modest. As you know, Bitcoin adjusts, the Bitcoin Core Protocol adjusts the difficulty that's, that is required to, to find the, the next block, to mine a block of Bitcoin every 2016 blocks, which is theoretically every two weeks. But if more hash power is being added consistently to the network, then that tends to come in faster than 10 minutes per block, which means it's less than two weeks. In bear markets, sometimes when hash rate is falling off, sometimes it takes a little longer than two weeks because Bitcoin is averaging a little longer than 10 minutes. And currently, Bitcoin is zooming in with an average time between blocks of only nine minutes and 18 seconds which is why in a little over six days, we're looking at a difficulty increase of anywhere from 2.07 all the way up to as much as 7.4%, uh, depending on where you get your data. A 7.4% difficulty adjustment would be one of the largest difficulty adjustments we've seen in a while. And obviously what that means is some of those miners are coming back online. And it would stand to reason that some of them are probably marathon minings, you know, marathon digitals miners, if you recall, they had nothing but problems with their, with their huge mining facility in Montana. Um, and then uh, they made the decision to move all those miners to Texas.
but the company that was installing and running the miners from him was having trouble getting them connected uh, for regulatory reasons, not necessarily technical reasons. Uh, hopefully that's a sign that Marathon's finally coming back online. Maybe that'll help, uh, that'll, that'll help both uh, the network hash rate uh, keep continuing to increase, the security of Bitcoin continuing to increase, the power of the world's biggest collective supercomputer to increase, uh, but also, for those of you who are trying to get Bitcoin exposure by not buying Bitcoin and buying shit coins, such as stocks, uh, it'll help maybe keep some of those big mining companies from going out of business. And while I really don't care about what happens in the stock market, if Marathon or Riot or any of those other major huge corporate mining conglomerates were to end up going bankrupt, uh, you know that would cause the price of Bitcoin to tank, which would panic a lot of people. Me, I would just be giddy because I'm already kind of depressed that it's going to cost me, you know, uh, well, that it's that I'm only going to score 4,000 sats, 4,600 sats for each cuck buck that we invest. When we, uh, when we saw that price dip all the way down to 17,000 and we were scoring over 5,000 sats, uh, 5,000 sats per dollar, that was a lot nicer. But man, I just... I'm doing what you're going to be doing in four years if you're not stacking hard. And what I'm doing is I'm looking at when I was when I was stacking and Bitcoin was only $3,000 a coin and I wasn't stacking whole coins. And man, what a regret that is. And if you're not stacking right now, four years from now, you're going to have a very similar regret when you're like, man, I could have picked up Bitcoin for, I could have picked a whole coin for only 20,000 US dollars and now it's 100,000. There's no way I'm going to be a whole coiner. Uh, you know, that's the kind of FOMO the, the retroactive FOMO, that regret that you need to avoid by just stacking regularly. And along those lines, uh, just because we're stacking every Wednesday does not mean you can't take advantage of those dips at BTFD, that buy the freaking dip. Uh, you know, I buy the dip, but f- to keep the data pure for the, for the purposes of this podcast, we're exploring dollar cost averaging. So I'm only talking about our stack on Wednesdays our DCA stack. But by all means, when Bitcoin's on sale, if Bitcoin drops below 20 and you get the chance to pick up Bitcoin at 17,000 USD, uh, don't not do it just because you're like, well, it's not Wednesday and I'm not doing my DCA stack. If you've got dry powder, you've got extra cash, uh, you know, make sure you're picking up all the coin you can because you're going to kick yourself in four years if you don't. And that's not financial advice. That's just my humble opinion based on my experience and the experience of all those bitter, salty people out there who feel like they missed out or they're too late uh, and they're hating on Bitcoin now because they think they missed the boat when what you need to do is just start building that stack. All right. I want to say real quick thank you to all you listening on your favorite podcasting 2.0 apps, such as the Fountain app and the Breeze Wallet. I know some of you are because I can see those sats streaming in and thank you very much to those of you who are streaming as sats. We don't have any boosts this week, but I know several Anons, multiple Anons have been streaming us sats. Uh, and that's really cool. That's really rewarding. Uh, so thank you for doing so. If you do not know what Podcasting 2.0 is, Podcasting 2.0, that's the value for value model uh, created by the podfather, Adam Curry, his second major contribution to the space besides just inventing podcasting in general. And that allows you to support your favorite podcasters directly instead of you know, podcasters having to get sponsors, etc. Uh, you can listen on your favorite podcasting 2.0 app and you can listen for free. But if you don't want to, if you want to help support those uh, podcasters, 
even if it's just a Satoshi or two, you can do that in two ways. You can stream Satoshis by the minute. You can set it to stream one Satoshi a minute, two Satoshis a minute, 10 Satoshis a minute, whatever you feel is uh, fair for the value you feel you're getting by listening to the podcast or how badly you want to support your favorite podcaster. And, or you could also support uh, your podcasters by sending a boost or a boostergram in, in, in Fountain's case, where you can do a one-time tip, whether you're streaming stats or not, by hitting that boost button. And you can tip whatever amount, one Satoshi to a million Satoshis, whatever you want to do. And the coolest part about that is because it is an on-lightning uh, tip, that means it is technically it's a message. So if you want to, you can send it as a message, include a message with your tip. Um, and many podcasts, including this one, if you want us to, if you don't say do not, if you want to remain anonymous, please tell us because if you don't want to remain anonymous and you want us to read that message and it's not obscene or it's not a shill or something that's going to get us in trouble, uh, we will read that message on the next episode. And that's become quite the trend. All my favorite podcasts have a segment at the end where they, where they're reading their boostergrams, which means you're probably familiar with the concept, but just in case you're not. I thought I'd go over it. Obviously, several of you are familiar with it because you have been streaming us stats. And so thank you once again, because that, that, is, that is really cool. Um, you know, they say that social media in general is like a dopamine rush. You get addicted to the, the likes and the retweets or the thumbs ups or whatever, based on whatever platform you're reading. And that's what Boostergrams and Podcasting 2.0 really is. Because, you know, one or two Satoshis coming in, that's less than a penny, Right. So it's not like um, it's not like it's the the U.S. dollar value that matters. It's just seeing, knowing that I that someone out there is currently listening and that they appreciate it enough to say thank you, uh, and that's really cool. So thank you. Okay, so the big news out there is basically always, as always, they say it's the Bitcoin price. Right now, the price is down, not quite as low as it has been. Has been obviously. When Bitcoin tends to tank on Fridays or, heaven forbid, three-day holiday weekends, uh, usually it tends to flounder around uh, because people are looking for direction. And when I say people, I'm referring to the 80 percenters, not to Bitcoiners. But the 80 percenters out there are looking for direction, and they don't find that direction until the European markets start to open. And even then, that can usually get reversed immediately as soon as the U.S. markets open uh, in New York. And, and that's what happened. The markets opened up and Bitcoin uh, stopped selling off. Uh, so ironically enough, though, uh, someone, I don't remember who it was, posted on Twitter a couple days ago, and I wish I had bookmarked this, but um, they had posted about the correlation of Bitcoin in the stock market. And it showed three lines, the S&P 500, Bitcoin, and Ether. And it was showing that currently still Bitcoin is correlated to the stock market or the S&P. And really, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, the, the general trend line from left to right was similar, but what followed it almost verbatim was Ethereum, was Ether. And uh, I thought that was really funny because I think it was an ETH head that was doing it, trying to dog on Bitcoin. And what they were really doing was showing that they're the one that was the most correlated. The other big breaking news today, or at least what they hope is breaking news, is the Biden administration's plan to forgive student loan debt. And while the details have yet to be 100% hammered out, what people are basically reporting is that only federal student loans. And and then they said federal student loans up to $10,000 were going to be eligible for quote unquote forgiveness. And that Pell Grants up to 20000 were eligible for forgiveness. But forgive me if it's just been long enough ago that, I, that I'm not up to speed on Pell Grants. But my understanding is Pell Grants are grants. 
And everyone I know who's ever had a Pell Grant uh, has not had to pay them back because they're grants. So I don't know how the mechanics of that are going to work out. But forgiving uh, up to $10,000 in federal student loans and nothing if you have a private student loan, which I think is a lot of the student loans out there. And of course, to do so, they're going to print another $300 billion because they're not actually forgiving these student loans. They're just making you, everybody, pay for them in the terms of inflating your currency away. Uh, So they can't do that with Bitcoin, thank God. But if you're holding U.S. dollars, if you're long USD, uh, it just got a little less valuable today. All right. Um, Really, all the news out there that's worth talking about is, uh, well, there's not a lot of news out there that I think is worth talking about. And because I'm on the road, I'm going to get right into it and do our DCA stack. And if you don't know what DCA is, if you're new, if you're just listening in, DCA is short for dollar cost averaging. And what is dollar cost averaging, you might ask? Well, dollar cost averaging is an investment strategy where you invest your money in equal portions at regular intervals, regardless of price. For example, this is going to be our 57th stack. We've been stacking every Wednesday for more than a year now. We started back in July of 2021, and our equal portion we chose was $20. And the reason we chose $20 is because I wanted to show two things. I wanted to show that, first of all, it's not too late, that you can build a stack of Bitcoin. You know, even now, you can build a substantial stack of sats, and that you could do so for as little as $20, because so many times... In addition to the am I too late questions on social media, you see, well, I only have $100 or only have $500. Is that too little? Is it even worth it? And I wanted to show that not only is $100 more than worth it, even $20 uh, will build you a decent stack of sats. And while dollar cost averaging and Bitcoin are both long-term plays, I think just in this one year, we've already shown you that we've built a stack of almost 3 million sats and we've done it just $20 a time. Uh, And of course, that regular interval, we're stacking on Wednesdays, but that is up to you. Most people at DCA tend to do either weekly or biweekly based on when they get their paychecks. So if you're at a job where you get a paycheck every two weeks, that's probably fine. But again, you do you pick a dollar amount that you feel comfortable investing and pick an interval that you feel comfortable investing that amount and just get stacking those sets. And to add to our stack, once again, we're going to stack using the handy dandy cash app. Cash App may or may not be available where you are at, uh, and it might not be the best choice for you. So do your own research on what's available to you and what suits your needs. I like Cash App because I use Cash App for other things and because it's so darn easy and that they'll let you uh, send money to Cash App, buy Bitcoin with that money immediately and immediately transfer it to your hardware wallet, which is something that not a lot of exchanges will do. Uh, And since we're only stacking $20, the fees are relatively negligible. We're averaging about $0.45 in fees per stack. If you're stacking big money and every percent counts or every quarter of a percent counts, you know, then find the most reliable, most reputable, least expensive way you can stack Bitcoin as possible. But if you're joining us at $20 a week or $30 a week or whatever, um, Cash App, I find, is just the easiest way to do so. If you don't have Cash App, They are not a sponsor of this show. I know it must seem like it because I talk about them all the time and I use them every week, but they are not. However, every Cash App user has a referral code and as such, we have a referral link and it is in the show notes. If you don't have Cash App and you click that referral code, 
You'll get five bucks free just for signing up and we will get five bucks free as well. And that is one way that you could help support this podcast. It'd be like tipping us five bucks and not only tipping us five bucks for free, but you getting paid five bucks to tip us five bucks. Uh, so please consider that if you choose Cash App, Cash App as your method for stacking sats. Again, that uh, link to that uh, referral code is in the show notes. Uh, in If you scroll down from the podcast or on the podcast page or the Spotify page or wherever you are listening to this podcast from, or even on YouTube, scroll down to the, to the notes in, on the YouTube channel and, and that, that link is there. All right, so I've got the Cash App open. As usual, I do not keep any money on the Cash App, so I'm going to add... $20. It will let me do that instantly because I have a debit card linked to my Cash App account and it is already ready to spend. So I'll tap the little B logo on the bottom right hand corner, tap buy, tap $20. It is going to ask me to confirm and boom, just like that, we have stacked another 90,803 Satoshis. That is significantly more sats than we've stacked the last two, three, four, five weeks in a row. Um, That is because Bitcoin is on sale and that is going to bring, we are going to break the 3 million sat barrier. That's going to bring our stack up to 3,063,974 sats. But perhaps as importantly or more importantly, that is going to lower our average cost basis by another $463.64. While Bitcoin's been on sale, some people look at it as Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin being worthless. I'm looking at it as we've knocked $1,719 off our average cost basis in August alone. And of course, Bitcoin's been on sale since June. So we've literally knocked thousands of dollars off our average cost basis. uh, And that is really cool. And the longer Bitcoin stays on sale, the lower, the cheaper we're going to make that average cost basis and the more sats we're going to get for every dollar of that $20. All right. Well, if you've been following us and you like the show and you want to support us, make sure that you uh, follow us on Twitter and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. On Twitter, we are at BTC Bulletin Pod. And of course, you can DM us on Twitter or you can, you know, interact with us on our tweets. If you feel so inclined, you can also tip us via Twitter. Twitter enabled enabled tipping. It rolled it out about a year ago, but it didn't roll it out to everybody, so... Uh, We do have tipping enabled on Twitter now. Uh, You can also support us directly through the anchor.fm support link in the show notes. Of course, as I mentioned, if you're listening on your favorite podcasting 2.0 app, such as Fountain App and Breeze Wallet, thank you for those of you who already are. uh, And thank you to those who will be in the future. And again, you can also support us with that cash app referral link that we mentioned. And we also have another referral link in the show notes for the Strike app. You've heard me talk about uh, uh, Strike a few times in previous episodes, uh, that referral link, if you choose to stack sats that way, uh, will get you $10 free just for signing up and using that referral link. And that'll send us $10 as well too. And of course, there's a base 32 address in the show notes. If you want to contribute Bitcoin directly on chain, if you're listening, if you're watching the, the video version on YouTube, that is that QR code in the bottom right-hand corner. But more importantly, just reach out and say hi. I'd like to hear what you think about the podcast, what you like about the podcast, what you don't like about the podcast. Again, you can contact us by reaching out to us on Twitter at BTC Bulletin Pod. Or if you just want to send us an email, my email address is bitcoinbulletin at protonmail.com. Again, I'm on the road. Maybe I'll have a special episode uh, depending if and when the 
the Artemis 1 moon rocket launches to the return to the moon for the first time in, in, in a lifetime. Uh, first time in most of my listeners' lives. Uh, the first time since I was just a toddler. Um, but either way, uh, don't forget to join us next Wednesday and every Wednesday as we continue to build our DCA stack. And until then, keep on stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers.